Hello and welcome to the Sister Sista podcast. I started this podcast as a guide for the young women coming into her own and for the women still trying to figure it out. I'm your host, Trudy, a stay-at-home mom who's building a community for women to uplift each other and feel connected by similar life experiences. We're talking about love, lifestyle, health, relationships, current events, and so much more. So get comfy and listen in. So this week, I'm sitting down with my cousin and a fellow mom, Felicia. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and give you a bit more background on her and what she does. Hi, guys. So I'm <laughs> happy to be on Trudy's podcast. I listen to her all the time. So I'm happy to be a fellow mom on here. Um, in addition to being a first time mom, I'm also a board certified behavior analyst otherwise known as a BCBA. Um, So it's not a very popular uh, profession in Canada, I would say, but pretty popular in the US more so. Um, I work with kids who have um, disabilities, primarily autism spectrum disorder and ADHD. And so my job is to basically supervise the therapist um, delivering direct therapy to the students. Uh, this could be working on anything from, you know, academic skills, challenging behaviors, just general life skills in terms of being able to, you know, do self-help. So whether that be brushing their teeth or washing their hands or learning how to use a toilet. Um, and basically, I assess, you know, how things are going, recommend any treatments that are needed um, and any modifications. And I work with the parents as well. So I do a lot of parent coaching and also within the school system. So I provide consultation there um, just to make sure that everybody is on the same page in terms of uh, working to help this child um, develop their skills in the various areas that I mentioned. So it's a very interesting job, but Mm -hmm. very at the same time. Yeah, it's a huge umbrella. It's very unique um, job and title. And um, I think I would like to do another episode to like dive into that a little bit too. I think that would be great. Um, But for today's episode, we're going to be kind of focusing more on your title and kind of hat that you wear of being a new mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And we kind of struck up a conversation based off of the last episode that I did, which was on mom guilt. And I know that right after you had your baby, you went right back to work. And I guess like that experience is different for most moms in Canada because we have like the 12 or 18 month mat leave. So I feel like some moms are very excited for the maternity leave before starting it. So it's, you took a bit of a different path. So I really wanted to get like your insight and like your experience and feelings on that, because I know with just like the pressures from society of like, like, why are you going back to work so soon? And that kind of stuff. So, um, I'm going to let you kind of take over and just explaining your experience from going from new mom and going right back to work. Yeah. So, I mean, it's funny when people ask me, like, how much of time of a break did you take? And really, I didn't take a break at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of funny because, like, when I was in labor, I was actually sending an email for, like, a treatment. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Did but, you like, I have to pause for a moment. There. Like, did you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm a workaholic? Like, did you, or you were just like, this is normal. Like I'm just working. Yeah. I just felt like it was normal. It, I I was actually like reading the book that you gave to me. So this is a baby book that you mm-hmm. had, uh, recommended. So I was reading that. And then I was actually sending like emails for work. Uh, meanwhile, I was in labor, but again, my labor wasn't like very intense at the beginning. I didn't really realize I was. So um, I was just basically just doing my tasks as normal. Um, mm-hmm. And the therapist was laughing at that. She was like, oh my gosh, you're sending me that while you're in labor. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's yeah. so interesting. So um, I pretty much jumped back in like a few days after giving birth mm-hmm. in terms of working like online mm-hmm. but I didn't officially go back in center um two until like two months but I kind of went like on the weekends for example for like a few hours at a time just to mm-hmm. pick up the data from my clients binders and, and mm-hmm. work on that so it was pretty quick mm-hmm. um did you find that that you had like that bonding period that everybody kind of talks about. Do you find like that you had that experience? You had that same type of being with your daughter, like all the time, or like when you were away from her that you missed her, or did you find that you needed that kind of separation, a kind of time apart? Um, I would say a mix of both. Like um, I definitely did miss her. Of course, when I wasn't Mm -hmm. with her, but I feel at the same time, it was like such a new experience that I was grateful to have that time away too. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily enough, um, I do feel like I did bond with her, but I wish I would have spent a little bit more time in those like first months. It just, it goes by so quickly mm-hmm. and so much is going on um, just with, you know, having to experience these new feelings and just learning how to navigate things and um me, my partner and I had just moved in together for the first time by mm-hmm. so it was like all of that um at the same time so looking back I probably maybe would have given myself a little bit more time to like bond with her a bit more but mm-hmm. I definitely feel like I did as well Mm-hmm. And how do you think um, that affect like the stages of like the baby blues or any type of postpartum um, depression? Do you feel like getting back into things like you didn't experience that um, or that it maybe it made things worse? Uh, it was actually the opposite for me in terms of making things worse. It made things a lot better mm-hmm. uh, because I was able to just dive back into my regular role um as a supervisor and just like kind of didn't have those feelings of um you know being just a mom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. things a lot easier I remember going back to work and being like oh so <laughs> this is this is my life like this mm-hmm. is to my regular self um but not to say that there weren't some times where it was tough you know especially when you're not sleeping very um uh, yeah well. So when you have to like, you know, go to work and you're not sleeping as much as you like to, then that's like a little bit of a challenge. But I wasn't going five days a week, um, mm-hmm. I was two days a week at first, and then I was going three days. Okay. And then going from there. So it was like a part-time being like the stay-at-home mom, part-time. Well, 
well, not even the stay at home mom, because you're doing like the work from home mom yes. and yes. then the in office and yes. clinical mom. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Did you, do you find that because you had a village, like you had a support system that what was like, what was your experience? Um, I mean, when she was born there, like COVID obviously was still going on and it was the Omicron variant was mm-hmm. very highly um, prevalent. So she, I wasn't really around a lot of people, mm-hmm. uh, but my support system would be my mom and um, also my fiance's mom as well. So mm-hmm. they're the main sources I feel as far as women. Then of course, like just getting advice from any of my, my cousins, like yourself or any of my close friends. Mm-hmm. So you definitely felt like you had that kind of system, that support system there. So you didn't feel like, okay, if I go back to work, you didn't have to rush and do like the daycare and stuff like that. You had that family that you 100% could depend on. Yes. I'm yeah. very lucky and uh, fortunate for that. But I did plan for daycare actually like a year ahead mm-hmm. of time. Potentially okay. because I work right beside a daycare. So so I was thinking that I would have to, you know, bring her there. And at least I'd be comfortable because I would be right next door if anything yeah. happens. Um, but then I found myself really not wanting to bring her. To daycare? <laughs> yeah. Um, just because she was so small, right? Um, and I know a lot of women do have to do that, which mm-hmm. is hard. But I just didn't feel comfortable um, with her being less than six months. Yeah. No, I, I get that. I'm like... Louis almost two and I'm like I still don't feel 100% comfortable with him at daycare oh really yeah until he's a little bit more verbal like daycare would be nice and I think if he was in it I'd want him to be part-time and I would really have to trust the facility and have really good references but I wouldn't feel like 100% comfortable because he's not fully verbal to say if something happened and explain to me like what happened and what he'd been through so that's the that's the part of daycare where I'm kind of that makes it uncomfortable. I wonder if anybody feels like a hundred percent comfortable and how do they get to that point? Get to that point. That's true. That is true. It's that's a, that's tricky with when it comes to childcare and like leaving your child with, with someone else. And it's so good when you're able to have like the, like the grandmothers, the aunts, the sisters to like, just watch your child and you feel a little bit more comfortable that way. Yeah. Um, so that's amazing that you're able to have um, that village and feel comfortable going back to work and not have that that thought at the back of your head yeah Um, and because like Jayla um sorry my daughter she actually had a a lot of um severe eczema at the beginning especially mm -hmm. so that was really tough like you know she'd have the scratches and her skin would be super dry and irritated so it took a while to kind of figure out what worked for her um, and luckily her being with family, you know, they were very persistent on and making sure that she was okay, making sure that she would have her creams on and stuff like that and keeping her nice and cool and comfortable. So I don't know if that would have been the case if mm-hmm. I didn't do a um, child care facility. So that's true. Yeah. If they're going to be as attentive, especially if they have, you know, five kids to watch, it's a little bit harder to just focus on one child and their specific needs when, mm-hmm. when they're in daycare. Um, so I want to also talk about um, kind of if you experienced any societal pressures for just jumping right back into work, if people kind of like questioned like the bond that you would have with your child or 
was just like, well, what's, what's the rush? Like, what's the need? Like, why don't you just stay home? Mm-hmm. And kind of like the typical role that moms would take of just like being at home. Yeah. Like that was actually pretty tough. Just like people automatically assuming and just like judging um, why I went back to work and just mm-hmm. kind of, like looking at me like, what what's you- wrong with you? Yeah, What's wrong with you? <laughs> so, and then me having to explain it from like, the perspective of being a self-employed versus like um, an employee. And so some people didn't really understand that part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then like not being able to necessarily relate to any other moms in that sense. Like if I would take my daughter to some of the programs here, like we have early on programs um, where she'll be around other kids her age and the other moms would, you know, talk about being at home and being really, you know, bored and doing the same routine. And I just couldn't relate to that because mm-hmm. everything was really different for me if I was going to work or whether I'd be working at home or whether I'd just be spending the day with her. Um, so that kind of made me feel a little out of place. Mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like it's such an interesting dynamic because, being like even on like social media you just have kind of like these these niches of what like the typical mom looks like and what the typical mom kind of does like gets up and has her coffee and does her runs to Costco and does her runs to like Target and Starbucks and it just feels like it's a very much of like of a cycle so mm-hmm. I think that it is a good thing to kind of break the mold of not being like going on the maternity leave for the 12 to 18 months and maybe doing a bit of a staying at home and working from home. Cause I, I think that the kind of the route that you took can help like mentally um, mothers with that transition and not just feeling stuck in, okay, I'm a mom and I'm only a mom. And this is my new, this is my new title. And seeing that I took that route, I could see the benefits of wanting to go back to work, even if it was one day of mm-hmm. wanting to go back to work, if it's two days or just having something where you can switch your focus, because as you said, like you're, you're losing your sleep. And the reason why you're losing your sleep is because your child is hungry. So it's not like you can get up the next day and say like, I lost some sleep, but I'm going to work. So your mind switches to work mode instead of like, Oh, I have to get up and change more diapers. And then mm-hmm. you really get into this, this routine that's hard to break. And you feel like it's never ending. And I think that that attributes to part of feeling like those kind of those baby blues and not feeling like, like you're, I'm going to be in this for like the rest of my life. And you kind of dwell on that instead of like, oh, I'm going to work. Said like, oh, I'm not going to take mat leave. Like I might do like four or six months, four to six months of like not really being full-time work, but she was right back into work same thing like a couple a couple of weeks afterwards and she was happy with it like she was able to take her daughter with her to like some showings and she's like well people love her and it was great and I was like imagine if we were able to have um people comfortable with us like having our kids around or Mm -hmm. being able to have that community of if it's a nanny or a doula or just having more support I think mothers would really benefit and I think it might even be more beneficial than just having the 12 to 18 months off mm-hmm. um, being able to go back into a work setting or go back into if it's a hobby or a passion project so you're able to kind of dip into other aspects of your life instead of just putting on that mom hat and only now feeling and taking on that role of mother and other roles that come with that because you become the mother and then you become the housekeeper and then you become the money manager and the cook so 
it, it just like everything piles on and you're just like, where did I sign up for this? Um, so I think it's, it's really interesting. And would you like looking back, do you still feel like that was the right direction for you? Yes and no. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, in the sense that like given the situation I was in and kind of like how things unfolded um, just with moving into a new house and all that stuff, it was definitely the right decision. But I think I would also want to get the other um, perspective in in terms of getting more time off too for like if I did have another kid. Mm -hmm. So you feel like you would take you would want to take like a 12 month mat leave? Probably not 12 months, but a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe like a six months and maybe only do work for like one or two days. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because now like my daughter is going to be a year um, next month. But even though it went by super fast, I still couldn't imagine just going back to work now. <laughs> it would have felt mm-hmm. like so long. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly it does. Like after doing the year or like the eighteen months, and like you feel once you get out of work, it's hard to get yourself back in, mm-hmm. and then to picture yourself working like seven days a week again. It it takes a while for your mind to like shift back to that. So I I think it's a good idea to still have a bit of the balance of both, of not mm-hmm. just being one hundred percent mom all the time. Um because you do get a bit into a bit of a rut and you need to get something else going on for you to feel a bit more of a, a purpose. I know that might sound weird, but a bit to find a different kind of purpose um, yeah. when you're stuck in that kind of motherhood everyday kind of cycle. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just wanted to bring up, and I know um, the previous guests had talked about some of the challenges of going back to work as a new mom. And I, I also experienced this as well. Like if you are breastfeeding, um, the challenge of being able to pump at work. So I just personally didn't do it because I just wasn't really comfortable. And like my day was just so busy because I was only there like those two dedicated days. Mm-hmm. So um, by the end of the day, it was like, okay, I had so much milk and I had to pump right away when I got home. But just seeing the dynamics of like how that that could be challenging again like at the beginning not really sleeping as much and knowing mm-hmm. okay I'm meeting the next morning I have to be on point so I got to make sure that I go to bed a lot earlier because mm-hmm. I know I'm up a couple of times throughout the night preparing mm-hmm. like that so did you find that even doing that like you had to plan a lot more oh yeah absolutely like I have to make sure I have like all of my outfits for the week all of my daughter's outfits all of our lunches like so now I still do that, right? Because mm-hmm. um, in the mornings it can get a lot like chaotic. Yeah. yeah. So you at least you were able to like build that schedule just mm-hmm. right away. There wasn't like, okay, getting out of bed at like 10 and then like slow starts to your day. You were like from the night before it was already preparing. Just like if it was a regular work week, that mm-hmm. Sunday night, you were like already preparing for the week ahead. So when your daughter is basically in like school, you're going to be ready to go <laughs> you're gonna have all the schedules you're gonna know you're gonna be ready to go yeah yeah and I feel like she's gotten used to it a lot too like right away you know she wakes up on schedule when it's time to get ready in the morning and I gotta go to work so she's used to the routine as well mm-hmm. oh that's good um would you say that you like have any advice for any new moms who are considering 
um, not taking maternity leave at all from like the challenges and the benefits that you experienced? Um, I mean, the first thing is definitely to look at your support system. So if I personally had to take my daughter to daycare, I don't know if I would do it. Um, but because she was like with family all the time, that made things a lot more uh, reassuring for me. So I would say look at your support system. Um, number two, um, look at, you know, how you're going to feel being away from your baby, um, just especially like early on when you're trying to get that bonding experience, um, just kind of recognizing within yourselves, like how much maybe time that shift might be. So maybe you might just start off going for five hours if that's possible maybe like then do like a seven hour shift um and extending that so maybe just starting off slow mm -hmm. that's what I did like you know just going in a couple of days and then gradually building from there mm -hmm. um and then even like just discussing like with your supervisors or you know whoever it is that you work with um just if something happens, like if maybe you you just personally don't feel like you can um, work as much as you were before, like kind of just having those discussions with them, like um, on what your plans might be. Um, and don't be afraid to voice, um, like if you just can't come in a day because you didn't really sleep that much. Mm -hmm. If, you know, your child is just not feeling well, um, just making sure that their understanding of that as well. Yeah. I think that's really helpful for me. Like, um and they, you know they always gave me the time like they never said like oh I have to come in like this time yeah time like um and that's like you know flex uh, flexibility that comes with being an independent contractor but at the same time you know having people around you that you work with that are very understanding yeah I was gonna say that's actually a, a huge part of it too like it's good that because you're an independent contractor that you have that, but it's also having that good like relationship and rapport with um like your employer or the company that you work with. So I take more time off, but at the same time, like just recognizing that what you chose was the best for you and everybody's situations are, are different. <laughs> it's like such the, the opposite where it's like, I'm maybe some working, working mom. So I feel like, I wish I was like at home with my kids. So it's always wanting the other, <laughs> the grass is greener on the other side kind of thing. So mm -hmm. that's, that's always like really interesting to um think about um, when yeah. it comes to like taking that different kind of a route in um, like those first stages of like maternity. Um. So I just also wanted to kind of like ask you if there are, if you have any advice for moms who are kind of going through this stage of transitioning from, you know, leaving their newborn, if it's because in the United States, I think they take six to eight weeks sometimes of maternity yeah. or they, they're right back right afterwards. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if they're finding this transition to be a little bit more difficult, like what advice do you have or any type of like motivation that kind of helped you get through um, that transitioning period? Um, so like I said, because I didn't know anybody that um, had the same experience as me here. Um, so I kind of just looked like online and just like getting like, you know, different blogs and stuff like that, just reading up on like some advice that other moms had. And one mom had actually quoted that it's not the quantity of time that you spend with your kids necessarily. It's the quality of time. 
And so I feel like that really helped me um, just on those days when I did have like the whole day with my daughter, I would just really try to like make those experiences very meaningful um, and have those, those be like the really good memories instead of just, you know, being at work and feeling like, oh, I wish I was with her. Mm-hmm. Kind of so I think like making like whatever time you have with your child to be very uh, memorable and um, making the best of it and I think that time that I was away from her really made me miss her and really want to like have like a really great day doing Mm -hmm. anything that you know uh, so that that helped for sure oh that's a good quote like it's the quality of time not the quantity and I would I would second that I would definitely agree because even being at home and sometimes like the day just goes by so fast and I'll be the first to admit that there isn't always like there's a lot of time but it's not always like the quality good yeah. quality time if you're doing chores if you're doing so many other things which you know happens when you're when you're at home so it it takes you have to really kind of have that reminder of okay I need to kind of drop everything and just focus on you know my child instead of everything else that's going on absolutely yeah Yeah. and I also wanted to um kind of ask because I'm sure some people might be like just by you saying that well like all of your experiences must be great then because you get to go to work and then come home and you just like you don't have any bad days and I'm sure that's not the case like every mom is gonna have very good days and very bad days and days in between so I just want to put that out there too because I'm sure that's that's happened and it's going to happen in motherhood so yeah because you're balancing a lot of things right especially like early on um with the lack of sleep and then having to like be like the supervisor and like give uh, a lot of meaningful advice and um you know observe everything that's going on so it's that balance between everything um but then like what it really helped once my daughter started sleeping through the night like that was <laughs> that was amazing <laughs> through that stage yeah, yeah. So <laughs> everybody has that everybody has that even working from home going back to work stay at home whatever it may be there's going to be like the tough moments that we just have to like get through and it's not always rainbows but we do get there we do get yeah. there yeah absolutely okay so we're gonna end this episode I want to thank you Felicia so much for coming on and giving like your take and your experience from you know from motherhood being a new mom going right back into work it was very interesting and a bit different I think for some Canadian moms to listen to to that perspective and knowing that you know that is an option too instead of doing the 12 to 18 months it is an option it does exist (laughs) (laughs) just your sister podcast today Okay, thank you so much, Trudy. I really. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Also, don't forget to leave us a review. Follow us on Instagram at Sister Sister Podcast or my parent page, True Mommy and Me. If you're interested in sharing your story and being a guest, you can contact me via email, which you can find in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.